Blog Talk Radio. tuning in we got a jam-packed show for you tonight so uh strap on in get ready for a great show three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call you want to talk wrestling give us a call we got a variety of topics to talk about tonight uh check us out over there on facebook facebook.com slash the ken reedy show we got a chat going on right now on the facebook page and Later on tonight, we'll have a raw chat going on, so come on over to Facebook, like us, The Ken Reedy Show, and then get involved in the chats. we got a bunch of surveys going on there, too, so check us out on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show is our handle there, and as always, go over to our website, thekenreedyshow.com, blogs, other information, lots of great stuff over there. Check that out. Later on tonight, we're going to have the one and only... Trevin Adams is going to be joining us from the World Wrestling Network. He's going to be talking about his network, also talking Dragon Gate. He's got a lot of action going on this weekend, both on Saturday and Sunday. Trevin's going to be on talking about that, so we're excited to have him talk about Dragon Gate, the state of independence, and his network, and you know maybe bend his ear a bit on what's going on in the majors on TV, so we'll psych to have him on. And that'll be just a little bit later on. But you guys know, as always, can't do this without my tag team partner. We got Dave is on the line all the way out in Connecticut. Snowed in, I'm sure, as it seems like all of us are in the Northeast. Dave, how are you doing this fine Monday evening? I'm going to need a hot tag to, get the, to, to melt all this snow away so we can get this wrestling talk started. I'm doing I'm I'm doing all right. I'm bearing um, I'm bearing down for whatever storm we're expecting, but I'm doing okay. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I'm just you know I've been snowed in a marathon watching uh, Breaking Bad, so I'm almost we're almost at the final season. But uh, uh, yeah, bracing for another uh, few inches tonight. It, it, it's fun winter, fun winter. It has me really looking forward to. I just keep the, the eye on the prize, and and I can't wait to be in New Orleans for WrestleMania. 30 weekend and uh you know looking forward dave and i will both be there that weekend but we had a bit of breaking news 
it uh, seems like today, as the story unfolds, it, it seems that one person that uh, most likely won't be at WrestleMania, and that is one CM Punk. As, uh, you know, the story continues to unfold and unravel over time. Uh, lots of reports circulating today uh, all over the dirt sheets. And, again, we know it. We're, we're not naive. Everything you hear out there, we take it with a grain of salt. But it, it's floating out there that CM Punk was actually granted his release this past Friday. So, officially... Uh, he would not be an employee of the WWE anymore. So it uh, remains to be seen whether he would wind up coming back, if this is all a work. Um, right now, on the surface, it doesn't appear to be a work. Uh, one of the more popular wrestlers, especially in the Internet community, over the past few years. How does this affect WrestleMania season? Who knows? Had a strong showing in the Royal Rumble, but it looks like for now, Dave, CM Punk may be finished with the WWE. That's that, that's the uh, that's the general consensus amongst the uh, the wrestling community out in dirt sheets, even in the locker rooms. From the things that I've been hearing and I've been reading uh, all day today, uh, the, the PW Insider has, has been reporting this, and they uh, they said that they spoke with a few people close to Punk, and they say that he is done, like emphatically done. Don't know if that means done for good or don't know if that means done for now. I have a feeling that means it's, he's done for now. He needs time off. He needs to recharge his batteries. I mean, we, we talked about it on the show last week. We expressed our feelings towards the whole situation. There's, there's, there's three sides to every story. My side, your side, and the truth. And the only person that knows what's going on is CM Punk. And uh, we'll, we'll probably never know the real truth is behind to why he left. But he left, and, you know, he had, he's got his own reason for it, and that's just something that we're going to have to live with. The wrestling world will move on without him. It has before. Arguably one of the most popular wrestlers in the history of the business, Steve Austin walked out of the WWE and was gone for a year and returned after that. So... And the, and the WWE did fine without him. That year they developed, you know, the stars of today, Randy Orton and John Cena and the Brock Lesnar's and the Batistas, names like that, in the absence of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So uh, I'm pretty sure that the WWE has got a, a plan going forward. It may not have been the plan they wanted to use currently at this point, but they probably have something going forward now that CM Punk is gone. But I, I could see Punk coming back a year, maybe two years, who knows. Um, but he's not going to walk away and let his career uh you know end that way in my opinion so at some point i think we'll see cm punk back um that doesn't mean it's going to be a full-time thing but we'll see him back at some point he's going to end his career on a high note with the wwe yeah it, it's really interesting i mean he's a guy that you know uh prickly uh you hear stories that you know maybe not the most well-liked uh guy behind the scenes um you know, if his character is at all the way he is in real life, you know, he speaks his mind. Um, you know, and, and all reports we're hearing is that he's just kind of uh, ex exhausted. He's kind of done with the, the business, uh, you know, and we, we have our feelings on, you know, our thoughts on, on him turning his back, uh, quitting like this, uh, you know, not happy with his position. Um, you know, honestly, for, for me as a wrestling fan, I can respect if he's kind of beat up um, 
physically he's not okay and he's walking away for that reasons. The initial reports, like my biggest problem with him is if he really quit because he wasn't happy with uh, what potentially what potential role he was going to have on the WrestleMania card. Um, I have a problem with that because you know a lot of people would just kill to have his spot. Um, the interesting thing with with this, and I agree with you, Dave, but I mean, we'll see him. I, I would bet at some point, but who knows? I mean, when you hear about what his personality is like, and, and the quote we're hearing a lot, I mean, that word, you said it, Dave, done. Uh, a lot of the reports you're reading on the dirt sheets, done is in quotes. So it's as if CM Punk has said he's done. And, and you know, when you, you hear about what he might be like, uh, you know, in real life, what the real uh, CM Punk is like, you know, you, you think that maybe, maybe he could be done. And maybe we don't see him. Maybe we don't see him till years down the road when, uh, Potentially the WWE lures him back for a Hall of Fame induction. Uh, you know, it, it's you know it's all speculation, but you know this is the wrestling business, and the wrestling business is predicated on uh, storylines and deception. And um, to to coin a phrase, and, and I gotta you know I gotta give credit where credit is due. You know, one of our uh, fans on the Facebook coined the uh, the phrase uh, the reality era that we're moving out of the PG era and we're moving into the reality era. And, you know, talking about that, you know, maybe there's not going to be as much of a delineation between faces and heels and we're not going to use those terms anymore. And, uh, you know, interesting, if if this is a work, it's absolutely brilliant uh, the way they floated out the rumors. And uh, it would be tremendous if it actually is a work. Everything we're hearing, it seems like it's not, um, but it would be really cool if it was a work. And one of the things that that me in in fantasizing and fantasy booking and brainstorming, you know, you've had as of late Dolph Ziggler and The Miz coming out and annoyed with their spots on on different shows and their spots in the company. Uh, I think it would be really interesting if this was a work. For Punk to come back and have start a faction with The Miz and Dolph Ziggler, uh, maybe potentially add a couple other guys that are kind of lost in the shuffle and, and have kind of, I, you wouldn't call it this, but the disgruntled employees faction. Um, it's something that at least guys like Ziggler and Miz could really use as far as a shot in the arm uh, for, for their careers. Uh, you know, maybe they form a tag team. Punk is your main event player in this faction. Maybe add, you know, another guy who could be like your ICUS title guy and Miz and Ziggler a tag team. Um, again, I'm just spitballing here. I lean towards this not being a work that actually Punk is going to be done for, for the foreseeable future. Uh, but Dave, I, you know, if it is a work, this is very well orchestrated. Oh, absolutely. It's got everybody talking. It's got everybody speculating. It's got people, you know, um, of all walks of life, you know, fans and talent and, and, and people in the business, their, their, uh, their feelings and their emotions all over the place about the situation. So if this was a work, it's probably the greatest work in the history of the wrestling business, in my opinion, uh, um, bar none, to, to, to get the people to believe that he would have quit. I mean, there's a lot of things that, like, I've thought about, like, if this was of work. Um, you got you got to take into consideration um, on March the 3rd, 
Raw is going to be in Chicago on Monday. Monday Night Raw is going to emanate from Chicago at the Allstate Arena. We all know how that audience is in Chicago. They are very vocal. They are they. they it's CM Punk's hometown. Um, if CM Punk were to come back at that show, then it would be it would. I to me, I would lean more towards that this whole thing was a work from the beginning. Um, but the rumor is is that. If he's not coming back and he is officially released, there's talk of adding Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker to that show so they can kind of drown out the CM Punk chance, which is going to be inevitable at that show in his hometown. And the audience knows that he's not with the company, at least that audience in Chicago. So um, there's going to be a lot of space. That's going to be a big night. It, not just for storyline purposes heading into WrestleMania, but just the fact that the biggest the the, the biggest uh, wrestler to come out of that area in Chicago is not on, is not on WWE television. They're going to do a, a show that night. It's going to be a big deal. People are going to think, oh, maybe Punk's going to show up and buy a ticket, and you know, there's going to be a lot of speculation heading into that. So mark your calendars, March third. That's going to be a pretty big deal that night. But yeah, I mean that that crowd is of, definitely a, a, a incredibly raucous crowd. And I don't even know, you know, I. I Hulk Hogan, you know, potential of him coming back, and we're hearing next week, and uh, Undertaker. But I, I don't even know if those guys, as, as legendary as those guys are, will be able to drown out the CM Punk chance. I think the only prayer you have is just is have Daniel Bryan on just about every segment, and, and maybe yeah. the crowd will enjoy chanting yes uh, more than they'd enjoy chanting CM Punk. But uh you know, that night it's going to be difficult to drown out those chants. Um, it would be absolutely stellar if it was all a work and CM Punk actually uh, came back that night. I, I think you'd see the roof blow off the place. So, you know, it remains to be seen. But let, assuming the fact that it's, it's, not, it's not a work and this is real and CM Punk is gone, uh, I think, you know, you have to get philosophical and, and think, well, what does this mean for the company? And, and you know, it's interesting that I, the WWE at this point is, is almost become, you know, an entity unto himself. And they can, they can survive the loss of, of almost anybody. And actually, I, I shouldn't say that. I think they can survive the loss of anybody. I, I think they're a machine now. Uh, maybe years ago, uh, you know, if, if they lost certain key players, uh, it would have really, really hurt the company. Um, to me, the WWE is, is, you know, it's almost like they're the circus. You know, they're the circus coming to town. And, and, you know, when people buy tickets to go see the circus, you know, they go to see the circus. They don't go to see a specific trapeze artist. They don't go to see the lion tamer. They go to see the circus. And, and wrestling fans, you know, you know, you have wrestling fans that obviously – like certain stars and, and certain individuals, but they're a machine right now. And, you know, I, the WWE is still going to go and sell out arenas. They're still going to make buku dollars. They're still going to be a multi-billion dollar company. So I, I don't think there's any one star that can hold the company over a barrel. So I, I get it. You know, CM Punk leaves and, and there's a void. And, and certain fans who are huge CM Punk guys you know, are going are gonna to miss CM Punk. But for me, and I'm curious your thoughts, Dave, I don't think it affects the WWE that greatly. I think they just will plug other guys in to, to fill the spot that CM Punk left, and they're just going to keep 
plugging away. And eventually, if this is all for real and Sam Punk is really gone, you know, the WWE will, will do everything they can. That within a few months, you'll kind of be like, oh, yeah, Sam Punk left a few months ago. And they'll just all but write him off for a little while, and they'll just keep plugging away and doing what they do. Right now to me, Dave, the WWE is just an absolute media machine. Absolutely. I agree with you. I've been a firm believer of this probably since, and I will say since after Vince purchased WCW and we saw the, the, the beginning of the, the monopoly in wrestling when, it was, when the WWE was just the only game in town for, for a little while, that um, I'm a firm believer that, that from that era on, I don't think there was one particular guy that, like, drew so much money that that's who you came to see. You could you could make the arguments for the, the era with Bruno. You could make the argument for the era with Hogan. You could make the argument for the era with Austin. But I think after that point, the WWE was, like you said, it was just one of those things where people go see the WWE because there's – there's a lot of people people want to see on WWE. It's not just one particular person. So I do tend to agree with you. I think that they'll always they're going to bounce back. They they they're a brand name that's been around for 50 years that's not going anywhere anytime soon. His departure is not going to you know put the company out of business in six months. They're gonna they're gonna do just fine, and they've got talent that, you know, are down in the farm system in NXT that are that they're grooming to be the next, you know, big stars. They got guys currently on the main roster now that are that, that they're grooming to be a big deal. So they got plans. I mean the rumor was, and this is just pure speculation, but if Punk didn't walk out, his contract was supposed to end in July. The rumor was was, you know, over a year ago that he was planning on retiring after his contract ran out. And they were and his contract was running out I believe a week or two after the uh, the payback pay per view, which is going to emanate from Chicago in July, I believe. So there was talk of doing like a CM Punk farewell kind of thing, and now that's obviously not going to happen because he's allegedly been granted his release. But they 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 always find a way to bounce back. I've said it before and I'll say it again. They're they're a brand name. They're a media machine. They got this launch of the network coming up. What's old is new again is 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 going to be the theme for this network. You know, apparently with all the big older names that are coming back to promote this network, like Hulk Hogan. Um, you know, there's rumors that they have signed Sting. Sting's going to be that. You know, the 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 WCW guy that's gonna you know kind of guide you towards you know the 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 older WCW content and he's he's that last big name that Vince McMahon never had before and he's you know apparently it's rumored that when he does sign he's gonna have some involvement with the network too so I mean they got a lot of stuff going on and I think this network it it comes at a bad time for a lot of wrestling fans but at the same time it comes at a good time because if CM Punk is gone, look what you have to look forward to. You have this network to look forward to with all this great footage and original content. If there is stuff that you've never seen before, you have the opportunity to see stuff that is probably better than, is definitely better than today's current product. So 
there's a lot to look forward to when when it comes to the WWE itself. And, you know, a lot of people may say that I'm a, a WWE bandwagon or I jump, but you know what? There's a reason why they're the number one game in town, and they're the reason why a lot of independent wrestling promotions and promotions around the world still function today because the guys that are on that roster eventually want to make it to WWE. Yeah, agreed. And, and honestly, like I just say with the, the independents also, you know, the independents survive on stars that were former stars in the WWE and have that name recognition. And, you know, or, you know a lot of the independents use that, you know, use those guys to, to help sell tickets. And some of those guys who are in the WWE, uh, you know, could still go. I mean, we have Trevin Adams on a little later on. I mean, they have Trent Beretta, who's been wrestling with uh, Dragon Gate, and a guy who, you know, argue with, you know, if you will, whether, you know, he – you like uh, the way the WWE used him or not, you know, he's a guy who still is a name. You know, guys know who he is, and, you know, he goes back on the independent circuit, and that's a guy who, you know, who can sell tickets. So, you know, the WWE has definitely, uh, you know, revolutionized the wrestling business, and, you know, I think it's one of those things that, you know, Vince McMahon, love him or hate him, you know, a brilliant businessman, and, you know, this probably is, is not by accident. You know, as Vince McMahon, he comes out of the Monday Night Wars, and as, you know, he lost certain stars that went over to WCW, and it was a star-driven uh, business, you know, you got to think that Vince McMahon, somewhere along the line, thought, you know what, I'm not going to have a company that, you know, is all about Hulk Hogan, or all about uh, Bret Hart, or even, you know, when when the Monday Night Wars are going on, all about Steve Austin. I'm going to be all about the WWE. That's what wrestling, that's what my company is going to be about. And it's not, you know, as, as huge as John Cena is, it, it, John Cena, I firmly believe John Cena could leave. They would insert someone else in that role. they take a hit, but they would just keep plugging away. And I don't think they, the WWE would even remotely risk going out of business or folding or, oh, my God, they, they have built this company where all, it is all about those three letters. It is all about the WWE. He has changed the strategy of the business, and it's all about that company. They could survive anybody losing, uh, losing any player uh, in their company. So it's, it's interesting it's an interesting time for CM Punk to to turn his back because you know they with the network coming out and, and all the opportunities that 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 will uh, you know afford people and you know and they got a lot of young talent coming up and as a wrestling fan you know even today I was tooling around YouTube before and I was you know just I watched uh, The Rock versus Steve Austin from uh, WrestleMania 19. You know, it's just, it's fun to be able to just say, hey, you know, I'm going to go and, and watch uh, some of these old matches. And, you know, now it's it's all going to be, you know, on the network. And to know that, like, you're going to have that stuff and, and, and even older and the classics to watch, but also, like, NXT. And then when you look at the current product and you look at the Wyatts and the, and the Shield and even Daniel Bryan and uh, Cesaro and Big E, you know, guys who are getting their names changed and are getting pushed uh, – you know, it, it's a it's a very it's it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Now, you might not totally agree with uh, creative and where the storylines are necessarily going, but uh, to me, there's at least an anticipation. There's an excitement that uh, there's a lot of talent 
on the horizon, and there's a lot of great stuff as a wrestling fan on the horizon for us to be uh, watching and, and enjoying. So it, it is like, one, you know, if there was ever a time, uh, n- you know, maybe not to leave, uh, th- this might be it. Uh, but, you know, for a guy like CM Punk, I get it. If he's burned out, if his body is, is beaten and, and uh, you know, he's just done, uh, you know, I get it. Which, you know, when when a guy like him and, and he leaves and you hear all the complaining, uh, you know, a lot and, you know, say what you will about a guy like John Cena. Um, you know, we've stated it before, but there's a reason why a guy like that is the the guy, uh, you know, the face of the company. Um, this guy has been plugging away for the better part of a decade. Uh, he is the face of the company. He does all the public appearances. He does the Make-A-Wish. He does all the charity stuff. He does the commercials. He is all over the place. Um you know, the schedule that he is able to uh, lead and, and, and be out there, you know, in wrestling, um, it, it's just pretty incredible. You know, John Cena is, is borderline superhuman. And, you know, maybe when you see a guy like CM Punk who has to walk away, you realize that this is a very tough business and it's tough to maintain that lifestyle and that schedule uh, day in and day out. And, and a CM Punk may just be... Uh, you know, for lack of a better term, broken right now. But uh, to me, it kind of makes you admire what a guy like John Cena is able to do 365 days a year, it seems. Uh, and, and that's why more than, you know, yes, you know, i I got to be honest, we've defended Cena. I hate the new T-shirt. Uh, you know, he has his limitations in the ring. Uh, you know, he's had great promos. He's had some, some spotty promos. Um, but when you when you see what this schedule what it entails to be the the face of a multi billion dollar company uh, you got to admire what John Cena is is able to do so for CM Punk it might be time for him to uh, walk away um, you know but you realize it, it's pretty incredible what John Cena is able to do uh, year in and year after this company. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Cena before and, and, and how important he is to WWE, and I, I do agree with you. If he were to not be on the show, walk away, fired, whatever the case is, they will, yeah, they're going to take a hit, but they're going to keep on plugging away. And, the, 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 you know, the wrestling business is a, is a 24-7 on-demand business, and you know that going in. And if it's something that you can't handle, then maybe it's best that you walk away. And I think Punk made, made the best choice if that's the case, if he was not, you know, up, up for it any longer, if, he was, if his body was just hurt and burnt out. Um, but like you said, with the, with the NXT, you know, show arriving on the network and you get to see the, the beginning stages of future stars of, of, of the wrestling industry from that, from that farm system. I mean, let's face it, the Shield, the Wyatts, um, you know, Cesaro, uh, we'll, we'll see the, the former El Generico, who's known as Sami Zayn, will probably be appearing. Emma, I mean, names can go on and on. Adrian Neville, Bo Dallas, uh, the, the list goes on and on of, of talent that's from down in NXT that has made a big name for themselves that are going to be, you know, some of them are on the roster now, some of them are going to be on the main roster very, very soon, and you're going to get to see a lot of that. It's just exciting overall what they're bringing with this network and all the possibilities that, that 
it has not just for the WWE, but just for the business in general. I mean, this is going to take things to a different level in the wrestling industry. Like I said last week, Vince and the WWE were on the cusp of, of big things when cable television first, you know, came onto the scene and they latched onto that. And then they had that big national launch with, with Hogan and all the big names and boom, they took off. I think we're in, I think we're in a, a period where we might see a boom period within the next year or two. And I think the network is the beginning stages of that launching point of a boom period for the wrestling industry. No, I would agree with you. It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, between the network and the young talent we see coming up, uh, interesting stuff. And, you know, we're going to take a break in a second. We've got a lot of people on hold. Stay on hold. Be patient. We're going to get to you uh, after the interview. But I, I am curious. You know, go, you know we're going to have Trevin Adams on uh, after the break. Go over right now. If you're not familiar with it, go check out uh, www.nlive.com, www.nlive.com. Uh, and that that's uh, the World Wrestling Network. Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to bend his ear a little bit because as we're talking about this network coming up and, uh, you know, Trevin is, is part of a, a, a wrestling network. Kind of curious his thoughts on the WWE Network and uh, we're going to talk to him about his network and what's going on with Dragon Gate and his thoughts on the business. So we're going to have him on right after the break. You guys are calling in. Great. Be patient. We're going to get you on after the interview, but stay on hold. Listen, it promises to be a real cool interview, but for now, we're going to take a quick break because it is time for the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Day 5 News Report heard every Monday night here on the Ken Reedy Show at the top of the hour. Our top story this week, PWInsider.com has reported that the WWE plans to induct Scott Hall into the Hall of Fame class of 2014. And the announcement is expected to be made on tonight's WWE Monday Night Raw telecast. When speculation began of this news, Hall poked fun at it on Twitter and sent personal tweets to Kevin Nash and Sean Waltman, which stirred the pot even more. But the official WrestleCon site, which has him advertised to appear at the convention on the same day as the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony in April in New Orleans, that advertisement has now been taken down from the page, which could lead many to believe that this news is indeed true and that Scott Hall will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. You can tune in tonight and check it out on Monday Night Raw. Our second piece of news, some familiar news for us here at the Ken Reedy Show, the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA, something that we were once affiliated with. Its president, Bruce Tharp, took to Twitter earlier today and announced that the National Wrestling Alliance would be debuting a national television product in the very near future. He did not elaborate on any of the details, but when more information is available, I'll be sure to report it here on the Day 5 News Report. TNA Impact Wrestling announced this week that they have added a fourth live pay-per-view event to the calendar in 2014, that event being Sacrifice. The pay-per-view will be held on April 27th from Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. This event will come just over a month after the scheduled lockdown pay-per-view in early March. This event rounds out the pay-per-view schedule with Bound for Glory, Slammiversary, and the aforementioned Lockdown. Speaking of TNA, 12-year-old Aiden Fradley 
was placed in isolation at Ramsey Academy in Essex, England, in the U.K., for shaving the initials TNA into his hair. His mother has been very outspoken about the school's over-the-top hairstyle rules, and I quote, I'm absolutely fuming, which is why I went to go pick him up, Sophie Turkentine told the Daily Mail in the U.K. The school's deputy head teacher feels, and I quote, uniform to be important, and students are expected to be dressed correctly at all times. TNA President Dixie Carter jumped on this story by publicly telling the boy to stay in school and the TNA will be shipping him a box of merchandise in the very near future. That's a diehard fan for you. And our fifth and final story this evening. Chavo Guerrero, former WWE and TNA star, revealed on Chris Jericho's podcast last week that he has a small role in a movie called Fight to the Finish, where he plays a mixed martial arts trainer. He also knew that he's working on a reality television show with mixed martial arts star Quentin Rampage Jackson as the two live near each other and have struck up a friendship after both their sons played football together. Chavo and Rampage may also be promoting some MMA shows in the very near future. And there you have it, folks. That was the Day 5 News Report, only heard at the top of the hour here on the Ken Reedy Show every single Monday night. Ken, back to you. Good stuff. Thanks, Dave. Lots of interesting news. It's, it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Just so many things coming out. And, uh, you know, the more stuff, the better. So uh, without further ado, though, we are excited that we have uh, Trevin Adams going to be joining us here, uh, ambassador for uh, the World Wrestling Network. Uh, he's got some exciting weekend coming up uh, this weekend with Dragon Gate and Without further ado, let's get him on and talk some wrestling. Trevin, how you doing tonight? How are you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, you know, uh, let's get let's get right into it. I mean, we were talking before the break about you know the WWE Network. Uh, it is due to launch, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, looking at your website, uh, you know, the World Wrestling Network. Um, you know, similar. Uh, Stuff to what you, you think, you know, on a, broad, a bigger scale, obviously, the WWE is going to be. But uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your network, uh, what we can find on that network, and, uh, you know, how you got started with it. No, great question, great question. So, first off, thank you for having me. I'm uh, excited to be on. And, and as plugged already, you, you mentioned WWNlive.com. So th- this actually goes back, my gosh, um, upwards of a decade, and, and the idea of having the ability to – you know, stream wrestling shows live to, to folks and, you know, again, whether it was at the time, you know, more crude mobile devices all the way to, of course, machines on, on the Internet like uh, laptops and the such. And so, you know, the World Wrestling Network is, is really for four main brands. Dragon Gate USA, which obviously we'll be talking about again in a little bit here, Evolve, Shine, and Full Impact Pro. However, if you go to WWNlive.com, you can, you can see a pile of other promotions that have used the platform. Uh, so, so getting to the idea, it was really a guy named Sal Hamowy, who's, who's the man in charge of all, all WWN production. And, you know, again, his thought was, why can't we bring these shows into your living room and why can't we do it live and, and do it at a top notch? And, you know, I don't know if you heard, but, but just back in January, we, we went HD. And, and so, you know, you, you can go on and, and catch the Evolved shows 25 through 27 live on demand right now. And it's just it's it's phenomenal seeing it in HD and picturing here's indie wrestling in your living room in HD. Uh, but but making sure making sure I'm not getting off topic, Ken. Am I am I hitting parts of what your question is? Oh yeah, without question. 
fantastic. Yeah, just, uh, just keep but, going. Good stuff. No, but you know, getting to your thought on the on WWE's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, who's kidding who? You know, I, I don't I don't think there's a single person listening to this that's not gonna not gonna pay pay their ten bucks a month to to get so much content. And so, one of the challenges for for independent wrestling in general, let alone anything that's an alternative, is to is to put on a show that's so good that you can get folks to still pay and buy shows per show, right? And every show has to be an event. And and that's kind of the the ideas we're we're heading up to New York this weekend. And you know, I know how beautiful the weather is up there. I'm originally a, a Philadelphia <laughs> native. I don't know if that that's now going to hurt me for admitting that on the telecon. But uh, you know, it, it's you you know you know it's worth it when you actually look forward to leaving Florida to to head to, <laughs> to head to New York <laughs> and, and face the weather. If, if the crowds are going to be phenomenal and the shows are going to be tight, but um, but like I said, yeah, it's it's. It, it's it's an interesting world, and I'm I'm really excited to see what it means over the next couple months, um, and especially what what kind of content's delivered by you know World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, guys, again, if you don't know about the the World Wrestling Network, go over, check it out, uh, tool around the website. I mean, Evolve, Full Impact Pro, Shine, uh, Five Dollar Wrestling, CZW. Uh, FWE, you know, these are some of the promotions that are, are over there on, on the World Wrestling Network. Lots of great stuff. And, you know, I work a little bit. Dave has also worked, uh, you know, a bit with the independents. And, and it's great. You know, one of the things that's great about being on the independent scene and, and watching some great independent wrestling is that you do get a, a little bit more of, of the hunger uh, out of the competitors, uh, guys who are really looking to make a name for themselves, who are looking to be noticed, uh, you know, to, to finally get that big paycheck, to get that big break. And uh, a big weekend coming up, uh, Dragon Gate, another uh, company you're affiliated with, is having a, a big weekend, two big events. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on this weekend. Well, and, and you know, you just hit it. In fact, I heard you, I heard you mention uh, Trent Beretta by name earlier. And, and my gosh, I mean, if you've seen what Trent's been doing on, on the independent scene since, you know, leaving World Wrestling Entertainment, I mean, it's been insane. And, and as you also mentioned, you know, ha- having the opportunity to, to wrestle in promotions like Dragon Gate and Evolve and Full Impact Pro, you know, it, it, puts, it puts Trent on a stage that technically anybody in the world can go to WWNLive.com, purchase the show, see what he's doing. Uh, you know, it, in my opinion, I, a lot of people will ask me kind of the, you know, the, the pecking order, if you will, of, of wrestling promotions. And undeniably, you know, WWE is number one, like sky high number one. You know, there's obviously two other promotions you talked about tonight that, that have television, but when, when it comes to the, the independents, I'd argue this provides a platform for guys like Trent to, to show what he's doing and show it to the world. And I, 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 I'm willing to put money down that it's just a matter of time before you see Trent back on national television and, and just tearing it up. And, in fact, you know, starting with Saturday uh, in, in uh, Queens, the at, at show is going to be called uh, Revolt, and he's actually going to have a rematch with Rich Swan. Last time we were up in New York, uh, back, back in in November, absolutely insane, insane match between Trent and Rich, and I, I can't even imagine. I mean, I, I I don't think there's been a show where Trent hasn't stolen the show, so I'm really excited to see in Queens, uh, you know, what, what's actually going to happen. Where, what do you think? You know, when, when it comes to Trent Barrett, I mean, where, where do you think it, it? You know, they missed the boat with him. You know, it's a really good question um, because I, I've obviously had had the opportunity to work with him. Um, pretty intimately, especially especially down here when we have him for for Full Impact Pro, and I, he's just a phenomenal talent. And I, I guess part of it's you know what what chance you get to showcase what you can do. And you know if you, if you watch some of the the B and C shows WWE, 
uh, has. And, and, you know, at the time when he was still there between being on NXT before it was this, you know, kind of full-sale thing it is now and superstars and the such, I mean, the guy was, was having phenomenal matches then. And, you know, reminded me of, of guys like a decade ago, the, the Paul Londons of the world and the Spankies and Akios, you know, these guys that everybody would talk about from Velocity. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a similar thing. You know, Trent, Trent was doing great work. He just wasn't, wasn't really given the chance to, to be featured in a way that, that the general audience, who, who won't necessarily appreciate work rate alone, uh, could get a chance to see him. So I think, I think with the right buzz and, and the right chance to actually showcase what he can do, um, you know, he'll tear it up. And, and in fact, you'll see it this weekend. You know, there, there's, uh, he's, he's teaming up with Anthony Nice, uh, their the premier uh, brand, if you will. And, um, you know, they, they kind of aligned at our, at our last Evolve weekend. And, you know, this premier athlete brand, uh, both guys, by the way, you know, Anthony Nice is another one that we, we could talk a bit about when it comes to, you know, national companies dropping the ball. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think they're, they're kind of posed to continue to show what they can do and to show what they can do both in the ring and outside the ring. And, I mean, I've, I've gone on record on, on this show and a big Anthony Nice fan, and, and I've said that I, I believe right now that he might be the best in-ring talent uh, in wrestling right now, and I'll include Daniel Bryan in in that mix. I, I just Anthony Nice is one of those guys that every time I see him, I sit there just with my jaw on the ground. Like I, you know, he always uh, wows me. Um, you know, uh, give me a, a little thought on on since you've worked more closely with with Anthony Nice, uh, like you said with Trent Beretta. I mean, you mentioned uh, companies kind of dropping the ball. Uh, where do you think they're missing the boat with Anthony Nice? I mean, similar. I think it's a similar story. You know, the the run he had with, with TNA. I think they just they just didn't know what to do with him. Um, you know, part of it's the the way the product was at the time. He wasn't really given too much of a chance to be showcased. Um, you know, you you have geography on your side, so there's a good chance you've been able to go to Long Island and other places and and see Anthony Nice in action. But you know, there were a lot of folks that just didn't know. And I'll, I'll even admit, I was one of those when when last year at, at WrestleCon when you know when he came out and made it clear he was going to be a part of World Wrestling Network shows. I said, I'm going to be interested to see if he can hang with, with some of the guys that just, you know, the AR Foxes, the Johnny Garganos, you know, the, the Chuck Taylors, these guys that have just been, been destroying it on the indies. And, you know, Anthony more than showed he can hang, but like you said. I mean, he, in fact, I'll, I'll put it out there again. You know, the, the whole Evolve weekend, you know, we just had it about a month ago down here in Florida, and Evolve 25 was in Tampa, and uh, specifically Ybor City, and a match between, you know, Anthony Nice and Tremperetta that, that pretty much set up the, the two of them aligning. Uh, by the end of the weekend. I mean, I, I kid you not, I think it may have been the match of the weekend, and it was, you know, the first match. And, and the joke was, uh, I, I felt for everybody that then had to follow it. it. It was such a good match. And and I, I don't think the average person would, would have would have ever expected that if you were just a, you know, television fan of national wrestling products and hadn't ever gotten to see what these guys can do. You, you'd just be mind-blown. But, but you know, that's the challenge, too. I'm not, I'm not shooting, shooting missiles at, at these companies with their, you know, the, they have m- much different challenges and, you know, things to highlight, and we have the advantage that we can let these guys just show how phenomenal they are. And, you know, a lot of these guys shine. Johnny's another guy, Johnny Gargano. I mean, he's currently the Open the Freedom Gate champion. You know, he's been the champion for over two years. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, go, go back three-plus three, three plus years ago, four years ago, a lot of folks didn't know who Johnny Gargano is, or was, should I say. And now they all know who he is. Uh, he's just he's just been phenomenal, and he's another guy. It's a matter of time. It's it's, it's when he feels like it. I, I bet you money you'll see him on a national a national level as well. So uh, we're we're gonna enjoy having him while we have him. And in fact, Saturday, let me tell you, I don't know if you've heard of Shima 
from from Japan, one of the one of the most premier wrestlers in all of Dragon Gate. Uh, Johnny gets to defend the title against Shima in Queens. It's gonna be it's gonna be insane. I'm I'm a huge Shima fan, you know, huge Shima fan. So it's it, it's kind of like you know, it's just mind blowing that he gets to come here. He's gonna be working in New York. You know, when you get to see guys like him four times a year in the United States, something like that at most three times. Uh, that, to me alone, that that sells the show. And you guys got them. So when, when you talk about it, you know, it's an impressive list on, on the World Wrestling Network. Obviously, the the cards coming out uh, for this weekend with Dragon Gate, impressive. Um, what do you what do you think as far as the, the state? I mean, it almost seems like nowadays the uh, the independent scene is almost, uh, you know, 2014's version of the territories. Um, what, what do you think of the state of, of independent wrestling? Uh is it flourishing now? Is it floundering? Is it is it status quo? And and where do you see the independence going as a uh, uh, independence that you work with and independence as a whole? Where do you see it going as uh, time moves on? You know, it's interesting because uh, you were talking earlier about the the cable expansion and the such, and you know, I, I'd argue in a lot of cases, uh, technology, you know, obviously has the you know the ability to to kind of be a game changer. And, and there's a there's a term in the industry that I'm sure you've heard, disruptive technologies. And, and I'd argue things as simple as YouTube, just going back to 2006, all of a sudden people had shows. You know, people, J- Joe Schmo sitting at home uh, was suddenly, suddenly able to put themselves on, on a platform that anybody in the world could get to. And, and slowly but surely they started to get buzz. And, you know, I, uh, I mentioned I was originally from the larger area up there. And, uh, you know, one of my first independent shows I ever went to was actually Jersey All Pro Wrestling going back 2001. I was a big JAP fan, and, uh, you know, they, they tried to do Jersey All-Pro Wrestling TV, uh, again, 2002-ish maybe, uh, and, and you had it downloaded. It was 100 megs. Connections were still slow. Bandwidth issues. I mean, you know, guys were ahead of their time when it came to, to the idea of the delivery, but look at now. Everybody can have a internet internet television show of, of professional wrestling. Then it becomes, okay, what makes you different? And, and, I, and I really think that's what's so exciting right now is there, there are certain companies like Pro Wrestling Guerrilla have, have literally fantasy matches Every show they do, and, and part of the way they can do that is by, you know, being a DVD product. So all the companies that, that have the you can't be live, um, you know, other than on our stuff type thing, not, not an issue, you know. And uh, then you talked about, like, Combat Zone Wrestling earlier. They're, they're, you know, delivering shows now. Also, again, live, phenomenal cards every time. Um, you know, obviously we'll, we'll put ourselves over with the, with the shows we do. It's, I think if you're a fan... It's exciting, especially if you don't want to leave your couch or if you can't leave your couch or if you're snowed in or you, you, can't, you can't head somewhere. And, and, again, I'm really interested to see how many people can take advantage of the, the similar platform that WWE uh, is going to be kind of setting the standard for. And, obviously, they have, they have a budget that, that all of us you know, wish we could have one one-hundredth of. <laughs> but, you know, again, I think that disruptive technology, I think the ability to, to broadcast so easily – um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's going to make a difference. And I think, I think we, we probably are seeing a bit of a renaissance. I mean, you know, I'll throw, I'll throw one more thing out there. You to take a look at, at the number of folks that just have, have been able to, I mean, you talked about $5 wrestling earlier. I mean, think about the, you know, the buzz, a lot of these things have been able to get through internet shows or, or guys like, like Caleb Conley, a, a personal favorite of mine has just been great on the stuff he's had on high spots lately. Uh, you know, there's a lot of folks you're getting to learn more about. Uh, go, go back to Sammy Callahan before he got signed by the E. I mean, if, if you saw his YouTube promos, they were mind-blowing. They were phenomenal. And they were independent of any particular company. I mean, these guys are independent contractors, right? So, so what better way to get out there to connect with people and so forth? I, I think it's really exciting. 
It, it, you know, we were just talking about it. It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Curious, you know, I love asking people this question, and it's interesting. Like, wrestling is just one of those businesses that it seems like, you know, you, you start off as a, a hardcore fan, and as you, you, you become more and more engrossed in your fandom, uh, you wind up kind of finding yourself uh, in the business, uh, or at least part of the business. Uh, what, what brought you into wrestling? Yeah, you just you just gave it. Right? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Was you know I mentioned I mentioned being a, a fan of of independent wrestling starting in the uh, you know 01 time frame. The funny thing is to so to date myself, I'm in my 30s, and uh, you know the the funny thing is uh, ECW, right? The infamous Extreme Championship Wrestling. Heck, I, I even saw it on television when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling. But you know, living in the area, I I, uh, I wanted to go, and it was the only time I was ever told no by my parents. They'd let me watch any movie. They'd let me go to anything. But but darn it, they, my mom claimed ECW was in a bad neighborhood. That South Philadelphia neighborhood, and I've been told it was worse back then. But you know that I think I think that kind of had me you know kind of edgy to finally get to go to the ECW arena after it uh you know it folded. And I mentioned Jersey All Pro running there, and you know it, it was just it was a different beast. And and I became a big fan of a lot of the wrestlers that they had. That you know you you didn't know who they were yet. The the homicides, the low keys, the, the hit squad. I mean they just they had these guys that were tearing it up and having matches different than what you would see from, from a company where the, the guys have to work four plus times a week. You know, they, they just can't do the same thing. And a little company called Ring of Honor launched. I was in the right place to be there. In fact, if you rewatch it, and those of you who know, know what I look like, and if you don't, by the way, I look forward to you joining me this weekend. Before we're off, I'll be talking about Brooklyn, right, and Sunday. But, but nevertheless, you know, you could see me front row center barking out for the show. I was, I was a huge fan. Every, every early Ring of Honor show was like a pay-per-view. Once again, you were seeing guys that, you know, I, I, Philadelphia had a channel called WGTW, so I could see things like NWA Wildside and CAJ Styles, you know, and Air Paris, uh, other than their quick WCW run, you know, before anybody would know who they were, unless you were, again, a super mark. I mean, it's not like now where you can go on YouTube and, you know, watch, watch the show from Japan you missed. I mean, it was, you know, it was a big deal to see all these guys in there, and, and as you mentioned, you know, you just keep going to it, and you get, you get sucked in, and, uh, you know, we all we all have between educations and day jobs and the such. Uh, you know, I guess I have enough of a, of a business savvy. It was just a matter of time before I got involved in the promoting. And you know, you, you talk the title ambassador. That's really like kind of mixed between public relations and the such. So you know, I'm I'm the first guy. If you have any complaints about anything, WWN, you know, you can come to me and I'll take care of you. And you know, that's kind of that's kind of how it happened. Do you, do you watch? Okay. Um. With, with the with the network that you have now, um, can you give our listeners like a, a brief overview of just a few of these promotions and the and the, and the kind of wrestling is in itself? Because a lot of people, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but a, a general audience in the wrestling world seem to know what they see on TV as opposed to just all the other products that are out there. But can you talk? Can you just give our, our audience like a general overview of what you know Dragon Gate USA is all about, or what you know Chikara or any of those other groups are about that may interest them into coming to your to your network to look at some of these wrestling products? Sure, absolutely. So, so we'll start we'll start with Dragon Gate USA since you mentioned it, and so. You know, th- this is this is kind of exciting if you if you follow Japanese wrestling whatsoever. In that, you know, Dragon Gate's one of one of those really neat promotions that you know has some roots in lucha, has a strong style, just has has a bunch of young guys that you know they they're always tearing it up over there. Uh, and an idea back going to 2009 became, you know, they, they a couple times did some shows where Ring of Honor had some Dragon Gate guys, but it became, you know, what what would happen if if we were to bring some of the top guys from Dragon Gate to the United States? 
put on shows and, and grab some of the top guys on the independents and, and see how it mixed up. And, I mean, there's guys I, – I hate to play the name drop game. I'm, I'm resisting as hard as I can, but there, there's one in particular I can, I guess, which would be Dean Ambrose. I mean, you know, it's John Moxley. I, I'd argue he, he just – he literally was phenomenal in Dragon Gate and, and, and evolved and, and had the opportunity to, you know, kind of get himself on the map. And, you know, and that's just one name of many. I won't, again, as a joke, play the name drop game. But so, you know, basically to me, Dragon Gate is take all of the best guys on, on the independents right now who aren't, aren't signed anywhere else, can be working plenty of places, but there's only a handful of companies that actually, you know, again, sign guys into exclusive deals and, and give them a platform to just have, top-notch matches, and, and in a lot of cases get to mix it up with guys like Shima, who we mentioned earlier, or we're going to have Ryo Saito, Saito, excuse me. Um, you know, there's always a handful of Japanese guys that come to every show. It's, it's, it's just huge. And the, the Evolve brand kind of started out as, as a, a bit of a, we're, you know, we're going to really have records, and, you know, it was, it was distinct. It was its own universe. And over time, it just made sense to, you know, really can combine the continuity between Dragon Gate and Evolve. And so, you know, on an Evolve show, you may see guys like Johnny Gargano defending the Open, the Freedom Gate Championship. And, you know, on a uh, Dragon Gate show like this weekend, you'll get to see guys like Air Fox, who on Sunday, by the way, defends against Chris Hero in a huge match, you know, in Brooklyn. And and so, you know, again, Evolve is the, the now, I'd argue, in a lot of ways, almost like they're, it's kind of like a, I joke almost WrestleMania of the Indies every show of just the best guys that, uh, again, aren't signed, give them a platform, let them let them have phenomenal matches. Uh, and then, you know, if you want to get unique, I, I, plenty of people uh, here who, who know their, their indies well will be familiar with Shimmer. And, and so in, in kind of a similar vein, uh, promo, I don't know if you want to call it sister promotions or whatever, but, you know, there's Shine, which, which runs live out of, out of Ybor City in Tampa uh, at the Orpheum uh, every month. But just, again, here's a chance for women to show that they can wrestle and, and be taken seriously, have better matches in a lot of cases than, you know, men, men on television or the independent wrestling scene get to can, can themselves. And though there's quite a few attractive ladies, I, again, won't say names because then I'm sure I'll get hazed for it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, it's not about sex appeal. It, it's not about, you know, silly drama. It's, it's about a, an in-ring product. And, yeah, there may be a little bit of that spice on the side. But, you know, again, it's just it's, it's phenomenal. And you get to see it in your living room, as mentioned. If you can't, can't get down to Tampa, uh, you know, you have the, the opportunity to watch it. And, you know, down in, in Florida – Full Impact Pro, pretty much. This will, this will be where I, again, I, I joke the, you know, drop, drop the bomb, get yelled at. But I'd argue it's the promotion in Florida. And so what we do is we grab some of the the guys and gals from from the other brands of the World Wrestling Network and and the folks that you know are getting some buzz in different parts of the country, but haven't quite gotten the chance to to show that they can hang. Uh, with guys and gals that we're, you know we've been talking about tonight, and it's a chance to come down to Florida. Great weather. Um, let, let's tear it up. And same deal. If you can't you can't get down to Orlando or Jacksonville or Tampa, WWNLive.com. You can watch it in your living room. Which which let me reiterate, it's just you know going back to I'd say probably '09 or so was when this this whole kind of internet pay per view thing uh, you know started to really really take off. It's, it still blows my mind that uh, we're talking about the. The young fan in me who who used to have to go sit with 100 people every show and drive three hours, you know, now it's I can watch it from Florida and in Philadelphia, you know. But was that a good was that a good overview? Oh, that was, that was awesome. I, and, that, and and what I liked about it is what, what you just explained to our viewers is that you, you you told them you know something different that's out there, which I which. I think you know. I'd love to do more of that on our, on our show. Currently, is to, is to cover a lot more, um, you know, in, in independent wrestling and other wrestling out there because there's there's so much 
talent out there that you can't even you, you just got to go out there and find it but like there's only so many hours in the day that we can you know that we could discuss this but I, I appreciate that thank you very much and I hope I hope you know, some of our listeners uh you know come check your site out and, and see what talent's out there I know I'm gonna at some point well, and, and I'll put it this way, you know, real quick, plug in, plug in Sunday. I don't need your entire uh, <laughs> the entire rest of the show, but, you know, uh, Sunday is going to be a show called Way of the Ronin, and uh, it's going to be in Brooklyn at the Lyceum. And, and you know, we, I already mentioned the AR Fox-Chris Hero Evolve Championship match, but another, another match that's going to have all of our attention is whoever wins between Johnny Gargano and Shima the night before in Queens, there's going to be an Open the Freedom Gate Championship defense against Roderick Strong. Another one of those guys, you, you can see him certain promotions tearing it up. I'd argue you get you get some of the best of Roderick Strong in in a position like this, in a ring like this, and you know they're they're in New York City, and it's just it's it's really exciting to get to see some of these guys just take it to the next level, and and they're doing it for you know again the 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 cool kind of niche audience that are able to be there and the folks that are watching online, and, and you know it's the beauty of video on demand too. You know we were talking about kind of the, the idea that there's a product that, you know, you can, you can catch up on right now, you know, and, that, and that's one of the harder things uh, with a lot of independent wrestling is kind of that, the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, the barrier, excuse me, you know, the barrier to entry to, to start to learn the product and, you know, without having to go and, and buy a bunch of DVDs and so forth, you have the ability to go on and, you know, get the video. I mean, you're welcome to buy DVDs, don't get me wrong, but, <laughs> you know, to watch the video on demand and, and get that opportunity to catch up, start to understand what you're watching. And even if you're not, like you said, there's not enough hours in the day to find out, you know, who's got the buzz. So, so see them where they're where they're doing their best. And you know, there, there's a lot of guys out there that uh, just a couple years ago, no one was talking about. I mean, literally, go back. Uh, I, I'd say two years ago, even maybe three. You know, Air Fox. A few people were talking about Air Fox. Now he's tearing it up. You know, all all over the United States. I mentioned Johnny Chuck Taylor's another one. Rich Swan. You know, a lot of these guys have have I'd argue made their name here in in different World Wrestling Network products and. You know, you get to get to see why they've made their name in, in New York City this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good point that you bring up. You know, that that trouble that, like you said, barrier of as a fan trying to get into an independent product and, and where where do you start? And it's you know, if you go over to World Wrestling Network, it's like one stop shopping. You know, there's a a lot there. Again, wrestling fans, be sure to go and check that out. Uh, before we let you go, Trevin, just one last time, give us. Uh, you know, the events this weekend, bell times, ticket information, location, just, just promote away, let uh, our wrestling fans know you want to go out and see Dragon Gate this weekend, uh, what they got to do. Cool. Thank you, brother. So, so plain and simple Saturday night, Queens, if you're anywhere in any of the boroughs, you, you better be there. I mean, it's just going to be phenomenal. It's right next to the Old House Lodge of, of ECW historical fame, but 8 o'clock bell time. Um, you know, all the information on DGUSA.TV, as well as WWNLive.com. Uh, mentioned the Open the Freedom Gate Championship match, Johnny Gargano against Shima. Uh, Air Fox and Drew, Drew Gulak are going to have a phenomenal match. Uh, there, there's, I, I need a little more time to explain the idea of what the style battle is, but for those of you who know, you, you know what you're going to be looking into or looking forward to. Uh, you know, Rich Swan and Trent, as mentioned, uh, Anthony Neese and, and Biff Busick are going to be having a very interesting uh, challenge match. And then we're, we're bringing up the, the Shine Champion, Eva Lise. And she's going to be having a non-title match against Sue Young. Uh, but I could see, should Sue be successful, the opportunity to obviously move up in the card. I mentioned Rio Saito is going to be in action. Chuck Taylor is a whole, whole, whole number of folks. And if you can't be there in Queens for some reason, you can watch it, WNLive.com. It'll be up video on demand. 
the uh, following night, Sunday the 23rd, 7 p.m., uh, bell time at the Lyceum in Brooklyn, New York. It is going to be the thing to do on Sunday night. You, you may be familiar with per- potentially other things could be on television. Who knows? That they'd be worth watching later because there, there's nothing like seeing shows live. Uh, if you can't be there, as mentioned, WWNlive.com. It will be streaming live in HD. DGUSA.TV has has the uh, has tickets and additional information. Shima or Johnny Gargano will defend the title against Roderick Strong. Air Fox will defend the Evolve Championship against Chris Hero. Uh, for those of you who were in Brooklyn last time, you're going to see a grudge match between Fire Ant and Jigsaw. And uh, you know, you talked about Shakara earlier. It should be should be great. And then the the opposite of the Gargano Shima, uh, whoever whoever ends up not having the championship is going to fight a member of the Premier Athlete brand. So we are looking forward to this weekend. Sounds like a tremendous weekend of action. And uh, you know, you guys are wrestling fans out there to. Uh, Actually, to steal a quote from a mutual friend of ours, uh, cameraman, cameraman Carlos, uh, quote, the best pure athletes in pro wrestling today. So if you like uh, athleticism in your wrestling, you want to see uh, some great in-ring competition, uh, be sure to check out Dragon Gate. And like you said, if you can't get there uh, live, go check out World Wrestling Network uh, for all your, your wrestling, your independent wrestling needs. Trevin, thank you so much for uh, joining us for a few. Uh, we'd love to have you back on again and kind of uh, talk some independence uh, down the road a piece. Good luck this weekend, and uh, we'll have you on again soon. No, pleasure, man. Thank you. And, 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 you know, we'd love to hook you guys up, too, with some, some of the talent in the future and, you know, plug the cameraman, Carlos, for hooking this up. Sounds good, yeah. Look, look forward to, uh, you know, having you on and, uh, you know, future engagements. Thanks a lot for being on. Cool. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Take it easy. Well, there you have it, you know, switching gears a little bit, hitting the independent scene. Uh, lots of uh, interesting information there, Dave. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, we've been in the independent scene, and, and you know, maybe it's, maybe it's we're just not uh, as technologically savvy as, as we should be. Um, you know, I, I understand what Trevin was saying when he talks about that barrier. You know, it, it's tough, you know, joining a, a company or a, you know, when do you go and you don't know the storylines and, and, you know, that uh, the, his network there, it's, it's like a one-stop shopping for uh, the independent scene, so you can't get out there live, check out the uh, the wrestling network, um, you know, real interesting stuff, and it's, it is pretty amazing, the stuff that, you know, you can do now uh, with the internet, uh, technology is, is pretty amazing, but uh, good stuff, uh, again, check out wwnlive.com check out the world wrestling network and dragon gate a uh, couple kick-ass shows coming this weekend uh lots of interesting stuff coming out of there dave yeah i mean so much information to to, to grasp and, and hold on to but i mean even if even if you were to make it out to those shows you know if you want if you if you've never been to one of those shows and you're going to make it out to one of those shows and, and you want to you know get a a brief history of what the storylines and the, the promotions like. You got that. You got that. You know the that network there that can do that for you, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I mean, like I, like I said earlier, you, there's only only so many hours in the day you can 
you can watch it, watch wrestling, and, and and try and catch up on everything, and you'll still be behind with you know with all the stuff that's out there nowadays. But you know, he mentioned Dean Ambrose, who was John Moxley in, in in several promotions and involved and in Dragon Gate and 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 CZW. I mean. You know, Gargano is a name I've seen him, and he's phenomenal. I mean, he'll probably be on the main stage in a couple of years. But in fact, he almost took a contract with WWE a few years ago. So, um, you know, you may be looking at, at the future of, of wrestling on the indie scene as well. I mean, and we've said it, a, 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 you know, multiple times on this show. How the indies are the new territories, and it really is like a throwback to what you know. The wrestling was before, where guys that were on the main stage, they were getting picked out from territories. And and so I think that's what we're seeing nowadays with wrestling, and with, with uh, especially with the indie scene. And it's not frowned upon to come from the indie scene anymore. As opposed to a decade ago, you had to be a bodybuilder with no wrestling experience just coming out of the gym to get a job on TV and have maybe six months' experience in developmental, and then, boom, you're in a feud for, for a mid-card title. Nowadays, they, they're looking at talent on the indie scene, and uh, – you know, I think that's a, a a big, you know, guys like Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and Austin Aries and, and AJ Styles and names like that, the guys in the indie scene today can currently thank those guys for paving that way so that the national scene, you know, wrestling promotions look at the indie scene as opposed to frowning upon it like they did, you know, over a decade ago. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, it's almost, you know, the independent scene has become a, you know, it's being used the right way, and it's a good point, Dave, you know, the guys who have paved the way. Uh, but it, essentially, it, it's like market research for the, uh, the the major companies. I mean, you can go and look at, and, and show up at a Dragon Gate show, and, you know, almost if you're a scout for the WWE, and you can sit there and, you know, what guys resonate with the crowd. You can already see if a guy has what it takes to, to entertain a crowd, and, and the crowd reaction to a guy... Um, you know, who is, uh, you know, whether he's cutting a promo or what he's doing in the ring, and, and you can get a sense of his style uh, before you even bring him in. So uh, exciting times again. We, we hit off this show. We talked, uh, you know, about CM Punk, but then, you know, talking about the network and, and the young talent coming up and, you know, getting to talk to Trevin and, and Dragon Gate and the independent scene and the WWE network coming down the pike and everything going on, and it's just... Let's let's keep it positive, people. It's it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, and we we've, we've thrown so much stuff out there today. Uh, we we've hit upon any everything, lots of stuff. Dave, you know, in the news, you hit Hall of Fame stuff. You hit NWA. We hit the Independence. We hit CM Punk. So I don't know what you guys want to talk about. So many things out there, but by all means, whatever you want to talk about. Bring it on board. The last half hour here is all about you. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We're going to go out to the phones. we got Dank on the line. Dank, thank you so much for being patient. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Always a good show. Are you there, Dank? Did we lose Dank? Uh, I I had the headset, and I got up, and I dropped the headset. <laughs> okay, so you're there now? Anywho, all right. Yeah, I'm here now. Um, great show, guys. Love the guest. Um, real quick, because I know you probably have a full bank of calls going. The whole CM Punk aspect. I think if this, it would be great if all this was a work for CM Punk, especially 
with how they had everybody believing for a week, maybe, that uh, Mark Henry was retiring last year. What was it like last year? Yes. And he was in the ring. He did his interview. Everybody was there like, oh, my God, he's gone. I'm sure some people were in tears. So if they were really smart, WWE should go, how do we bring this special WrestleMania right around the corner? I like Punk. I'm not, like, a super fan of his. But I think that if he's really smart, I would love to go off on a limb and say that this is actually a work, that all this is a setup. I don't know how they're going to work it. I don't know how it's going to come around. But with the pop they got with Mark Henry, doing it with CM Punk right around WrestleMania because of his card on WrestleMania, I can totally see this as a simple, like not a simple, but a, a, a an elaborate work. Have him come out either right before WrestleMania, like a couple weeks before, or at WrestleMania, fooling everybody and going for the belt or walking out with the belt again. Like this time, it's not even just the one belt. Grab both of them since... Both of them will be, will be at the same place at the same time. Run off with the... I don't know. I, as a fan, would love to see this as one of the biggest works in WWE. And with somebody like Punk, which has the history of the pipe bomb, which is the history of fighting the authority, it would be the perfect, perfect storyline. Simple as that. I agree with you, but, you know, I, I lean towards I don't think it's a work, but if it is, I think Dave, you kind of said it, 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 you could start to, if this is a work, you could probably argue, uh, you know, as far as all-time storylines, because it's, it's got everyone in the wrestling community talking, and it's got, you know, if it's a work, it's got every dirt sheet out there fooled. Um, this, this would be one of the, the greatest works ever. I agree with you. If it's a work, uh, Dank, I, I, it would be incredible. In fact, I, you know, I'm a kind of like you. I like CM Punk. I'm a fan. I'm not. I don't go Gaga over, over CM Punk. You know, I'm not a you know live or die with with Punk. I mean, I, he's a talented guy, but uh, you know, as a wrestling fan, I'll be able to live without him on on TV. However, if this is all a work and they pull this off, I will be a huge CM Punk fan. I, I just think it would be. That great uh, uh, storyline, you know, it remains to be seen. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Dave? I mean, uh, if yeah, like I said to you earlier, if it's a work and this somehow, you know, is a big storyline, it'd be great. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see maybe him like make a surprise appearance at WrestleMania and like either help Daniel if they decide to have Daniel Bryan in the title match or even in the match with Triple H that they've been talking about like have Punk help Bryan and and kind of have that like indie brotherhood camaraderie that they had earlier in the year um maybe help him as a, like and have him show up as a surprise to a run in the place that Superdome would go nuts 
and then you got the, the following night on Raw, you can have him come out and cut a promo, or they can kind of play off. But he doesn't work for this company anymore. What was he doing? He ruined WrestleMania, and it, it could it could spawn off into so many different things. Or you can have him come out, and, and there's been rumors of of his quote-unquote jealousy of the popularity of Daniel Bryan. Maybe they bring him back. Maybe he makes a surprise appearance at WrestleMania, and he costs Bryan the match, and he, they turn him bad and into a bad guy. I mean, who knows? There's so many different ways you can go with it, um, and, 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 and multiple options that would work, that would be popular, that would resonate with the audience, um, that would make them a lot of money, uh, but... I, I agree with you, Ken. I'm leaning more towards that this is a, a serious matter and he is no longer with them anymore. But if it's indeed a work, it's the greatest one in the history of wrestling. Plain if and he, simple. If he is indeed done with the company, then the king is dead. Long live the king. Who's going to be the next one in line? We'll talk about it some other time. Great show, guys. The rest of the calls, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for giving us a call. I'll talk to you soon, Dick. Bye. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the CM Punk thing, it, it's exciting to speculate, but uh, I think we're both along the uh, the thinking that it, it's uh, definitely not a work, um, and we'll see what, what uh, CM Punk's future has. Um, let's go back out to the calls, because we have, uh, actually, we haven't talked to him in a while, but very patient. Uh, Justin's on the line. Justin, how you doing tonight? I can I miss you. Missed you too. It's been a while. You know, we're we're talking a lot here uh, about CM Punk uh, just just up and, and walking out of the WWE. Curious, uh, your your thoughts on CM Punk quitting? I think so. He he is quitting. Thank goodness. <laughs> so so you're glad to see him go? Yeah. Well, okay then. So I. Uh, you know, since CM Punk is 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 gone, uh, moving into Monday Night Raw tonight, uh, what are what are your thoughts? Uh, what are you looking forward to seeing tonight on Raw? Um, I want to see my favorite wrestler, uh, Randy Orton. You're big on Randy Orton. Uh, that's that's uh, interesting. You know, it's funny you said that because uh, before the show, Dave and I were talking, and uh, you know. There's a lot of Randy Orton haters out there, but uh, we we kind of think that Orton is a very talented uh, individual, uh, you know, very athletic, good look, and everything. Uh, uh, what did you watch SmackDown? What did you think of uh, him losing on SmackDown to uh, Cesaro? I was horrible. You thought it was horrible? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess losing uh, as, as champion, definitely not a, a good thing. Um, going forward into the Elimination Chamber, uh, what do you think, Justin? Does uh, Randy Orton come out of Elimination Chamber? Well, come out, does he go to WrestleMania still having the title, or do you think he loses the title before WrestleMania? He might, he might keep the title. You think he keeps the title? So we're going to see, uh, you're thinking at WrestleMania, we're going to see Randy Orton versus Batista? Oh, yeah. And who wins that match? I think it'll be Batista. So we're going to be looking at Batista uh, quite possibly being the next WWE world champion? You bet. Interesting stuff. All right. Very cool, Justin. Uh, 
you know, good stuff, uh, talking about Randy Orton in the championship. But one more thing before we let you go, I'm kind of curious your thoughts because you're you're an educated fan, you're a long-standing wrestling fan, you've watched for a long time. Uh, we talk about, you know, history and legends. Uh, the rumors are, you know, they're circulating everywhere that next, next week on Monday Night Raw, uh, The Undertaker will be coming back and Hulk Hogan uh, will be on Monday Night Raw. What are your thoughts on those two guys uh, being back on WWE TV? I can't wait to see The Undertaker. Your big Taker guy? Oh, yeah. Who do you want to see Taker wrestle this year at WrestleMania? Uh, Hulk Hogan. Wow. Legend versus legend. Possibly. So Hulk Hogan's last WrestleMania appearance versus the streak. You betcha. Well, for physically, if they could do it, that would be awesome. Uh, I don't know if they can. Dramatically speaking, I, I mean that that could that could sell a bunch of tickets. Seeing those two go at it one more time, Justin. Good stuff tonight. Thanks for giving us a call. Uh, no lots problem. Of, lots of good good stuff. And uh, you know, this week, obviously going forward, we do our pregame on Sunday because we got uh, elimination chamber next Sunday. So we'll be on Sunday and Monday next week. Be sure to give us a call one or both of those nights. Thanks for calling us and. Uh, We'll hey, talk Ken, to you, know what? what? I, I, I really miss Edge. You know, you know, I just heard uh, you heard that Edge had a baby. Uh, he had a baby? Oh, how cute. And that's just, uh, you know, would you like to, you know, on the air, just in case he's listening, would you like to send Edge a congratulations? Sure, why not? Well, go ahead. Edge, congratulations, buddy. And you're a great wrestler. Awesome, Justin. Thanks a lot for the call. We'll talk to you soon. And tell Dave he's he's cool. Tell him yourself. Dave's on the line. Hey, hey, hey Dave, you know what? You're What's so that, cool. Buddy? Thank you. You're pretty awesome, too, pal. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, Justin. Take it easy. We'll talk to you next time. All right, Ken. Bye. Bye. It was interesting there. I honestly thought we came really, really close to getting through an entire Justin conversation without mentioning Edge, but slipped him in, slipped him in at the end of the, the phone call. So, uh, you know, we, we hit a lot of stuff this this uh, this week's show, uh, a little more of the independent scene than we usually do, but it was awesome to hit that tonight. Um, we, You know, Justin brought up Orton, and I think it's, it's warranted to discuss a little bit uh, what's going on right now with Randy Orton's title reign. Uh, tremendous match on, on uh, SmackDown. Cesaro's stock definitely on the rise. And as we talk about, the, you know, we, with Punk's departure and the, the, young, the youth of the WWE that's uh, kind of making a move in the company. Um, great match. Where do we go from here? Obviously, I think, you know, we'll get into predictions next week. But I don't think we're, we're uh, breaking new ground in uh, saying that, I, I, I think the chances of Cesaro winning the Elimination Chamber match are slim to none, but still, his stock is on the rise. I, what, did, what did you think of the match on SmackDown, Dave, and, and where do you see a, you know, a guy who career-wise you know, holds the career record for nods of approval? Where is his career going now? Well, 
another approval alone, the sky's the limit with him. But <laughs> in, in, in reality, he's after the match on Friday with Orton. I and I can honestly say that they got plans for him. Like I truly believe. Like I'm not saying that he's going to be world champion someday, but they got serious plans for him to be in the mix. I mean, he hung with Orton, and Orton's been around. Orton's. I mean, he's he, Orton's still young in age, but he's been around like in WWE, and he's done a lot. And Cesaro's only been in the company for a couple of years, but in the short time he's been, he's done some pretty decent stuff. And now he main events and gets a clean victory over Randy Orton. I mean, that's that's another thing that, you know, Internet wrestling fans, they, they, they get all bent out of shape over is that when a guy doesn't get a clean victory over somebody, well, he beats him clean in the middle, one, two, three, no screw jobs, no, no left up finish, nothing. So, it goes to show what kind of plans they got for him. And he's very popular. That swing gets a huge pop. And you can see that he's been kind of pandering towards the crowd. He's been, he was even wrestling kind of like a baby face. He didn't really, normally he's a very aggressive and dominant in his matches. He was having a fight back and a lot of baby face comebacks you saw from him and in the psychology of the match itself. And it worked well for me. I love him. I love his athletic ability, his freakishly, you know, uh, strength that he that he possesses, and just his he's there's things that he does differently that you don't see in you know wrestling on a national scene nowadays. Just little things that he does that I watch that you know really stand out for me. I'm a huge fan of his, and I could see him having a really strong showing in the chamber. Not not you know winning it, but maybe you know being one of the final two or three guys in there coming up short. but And then I could also see Swagger, who's going to be in the Intercontinental title match, his tag team partner, beating Big E Langston, winning the Intercontinental title, and then that's when you see the split start to take place because Zeb had, you know, all of his eggs in one basket with Cesaro, and Cesaro comes up short in the chamber. But Swagger, the guy who he was originally down on, wins the Intercontinental title, and he kind of puts his focus on Swagger a little bit, and then they, they do the split. Either they do it at WrestleMania, they do it after WrestleMania, whatever the case is. But Cesaro, no matter what, takes place in a singles role on WWE television. They got plans for him. He's going to be he's going to be a mainstay. You know, when you talk guys in certain eras and names, you know, you could talk, you know, in the, in the 80s, you had Hogan and Piper and Andre and Randy Savage and Jake the Snake and names like that. In this day and age, you, you'd have Brian, the Wyatts, the Shield, Cesaro is another name that's going to be involved in, in, in that mix too as well. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, that's, you know, I kind of see that. And it's interesting because we floated out there on uh, uh, the, the Facebook, you know, how would you book uh, Cesaro going forward? And, and our friend Vladimir Joseph actually said, uh, you know, leave him in third to last in the elimination chamber, uh, gets pinned by Orton. And for, for Mania, he said, uh, go after uh, Big E for the IC Championship at WrestleMania. I kind of agree with you, Dave. I, I think that, I, you know, again, we're all, like, in the same ballpark here. So, you know, great minds. Um, but I think, you know, I, you know, we've talked about it a lot on this show, and I think it's all but, you know, it's safe to say that, you know, the, the secondary titles ever really, uh, you know, having a sustained prestige, uh, those days are gone. Uh, we, we've hoped, we've prayed, we've talked about it a lot. Um, 
you know, I, I, I just don't know if we're ever going to see that again. I'd like to, and I'd like to be optimistic, but every time we've talked about a guy that could elevate a belt, uh, it seems like that doesn't happen. So I think what we're looking at now is, is belts, uh, you know, or secondary belts being elevated short term. And, you know, going into WrestleMania 30, uh, I, I think it's, it's a perfect storyline. It's a perfect storm. I mean, Cesaro is, is getting popular, like you said. He's, he's, he's pandering to the crowd a bit. Uh, you know, very athletic. Uh, the crowd's getting into that swing. Uh, it, it just works perfectly for Swagger to, to win the, uh, the IC title. Maybe they have some sort of, you know, match or elimination or a gauntlet or something on a Raw to become the number one contender for the, the IC title. Uh, Cesaro winds up winning. You know, and as much as, like, like I'm saying, that they don't, that the Intercontinental belt is not elevated to the to a prestige level that we'd like to see it. Uh, it's it gives you a storyline that at least going into WrestleMania you are interested in the Intercontinental title match. So I think we're looking at something that that's more short term than long term. Uh, like I said, I think those days are long gone. Uh, seeing these belts really matter, um, but it'd be something that I'd like to see. I think a guy like Cesaro and Swagger could put on a hell of a match. Uh, I'm not going to say show stealer, but they'll put on a hell of a match. Uh, it's something I'd like to see. Um, whatever the case is, I think I agree. I think he's going to have a, a strong showing at, at Elimination Chamber. And, uh, again, we'll get into the predictions on our pregame show on Sunday. Along the lines of that match, and like you said, Dave, the big thing is, you know, he pinned Randy Orton clean. And I'm curious your thoughts on Randy Orton and, and his championship run uh, right now, because I, I'm kind of a fan, and and you know, it's interesting because a lot of people like to hate on Randy Orton. I, I like him. I think Randy Orton's got all the talent in the world. Uh, you know, sometimes his his promos can be a bit of a snooze fest. I get it, um, but he's a guy that you know, if if I was a mad scientist and can go into a lab and build the perfect wrestler, uh, he'd probably look a lot like Randy Orton. Uh, you know. Lean guy, muscular, uh, strong, but quick. Uh, you know, I like what I see out of him, you know. Don't get me wrong, I think Daniel Bryan has, has done a tremendous job in and of himself, uh, promoting himself, putting himself over. But, you know, Orton has helped. Uh, the role Orton has played has definitely helped uh, this, this yes movement uh, grow to a fever pitch. Uh Losing on SmackDown helps to continue to build Cesaro. So I think Orton is, is, is playing that you know veteran champion that is helping to put the new talent over. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, of this championship run. I'm a fan of Orton. Uh, I'm kind of curious your thoughts right now. It's been an interesting championship run. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on, on Randy Orton right now. I, I, I agree with you. I kind of like the run only because it's a different kind of Randy Orton. Um, people are expecting him to be, you know, the guy he was when he was a heel the last time, which was that cold-hearted viper that just had no emotion and didn't care, and he was just, you know, very demonic and sadistic and just very cold. Now he's more or less like he's a mixture of that, but he's also a mixture of like a like a like a chicken shit kind of heel. The, the heels that are you know that, that that back away when when you know the 
the, the baby face is, is, you know, coming after them. And he kind of has a mixture of that. And I think those are the two best kinds of heels in wrestling. There's the one that is a bad guy, and he's so bad that he doesn't need a reason to do what he's doing. He just does it because he's that bad and he can do it. And then there's the chicken shit heel, the one that, you know, will sneak up on you, will cheat their way, will do anything they possibly could to get what they need, whether it's a title, money, or whatever, but they'll go do it by any means necessary. And those are the two best kinds of heels in wrestling, in my opinion. And Randy Orton, I think, is exhibiting both of those characteristics in this character and in this championship run. Um, and I think what's, what is more or less realistic about his run as the champion now, too, that I kind of like is, you know, in the beginning, the Internet crapped all over the fact that they had him aligned with the authority, all because of that storyline that he did with Hunter and Stephanie where he DDT'd her and he kissed her while Hunter was handcuffed. I mean, they have you know, Orton and, and the authority haven't exactly been on the best of terms since I would probably say September after he first lost the title. They've kind of had a love-hate kind of relationship throughout this whole process. So I kind of like the realism in that. A lot of people were expecting, like, a new version of the corporation and a takeover. And that's what I'm really liking about this, this run with Randy Orton. It's more realistic. It's a lot different than it has been in the past. And, and I'm, I personally am a fan of it. And I think he's a good foil to Daniel Bryan as, as a heel. And Daniel Bryan is this underdog heel that's been scratching and clawing to the top. And he's been in these so close, so close to dethroning Orton, but something takes place and Orton just kind of weasels his way out of it. I like that. It works. It's, it's a, it's, it's wrestling 101 that's worked for decades and decades and decades, and it'll continue to work. It's just a matter of the right two guys that are playing each of those roles. So I'm in agreement with you. I like Orton where he's at now. Um, do I think he needs the belt anymore? I think I think his time has come soon for him to drop the title, whether it be at Elimination Chamber or WrestleMania. One of those two events I think would be fitting for him to lose the championship. Um, and him to go forward, I'd, I'd be very interested in his position after WrestleMania because I think that's where his basically his reign is going to end. The party's going to end for him. Um, has his in-ring work been improved? Yes and no. It's similar stuff, but it works. People still react to it. People still you know have have a, a you know a general uh, what's the word. Uh, uh, I guess you could say reaction to him itself. It's going to stay that way throughout his entire career and his run as, you know, a WWE superstar. But overall, I agree with you. Orton's been good in this role, and I'll, I'll, I'll defend that against anybody on the Internet these days. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, and he's, he's, he's helping to put other guys over, which is what I really like of this, this title run. And, uh, We'll see where he goes from there. You know, you guys, thank you all for tuning in. You guys who I didn't get to on the phones, I apologize. Uh, be sure to give us a call. Remember, we'll be back on Sunday uh, for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view as well as Monday evening. So two shows next week. Next Monday, remember, the network is starting. So we're going to be talking a lot about some old-school wrestling, new school, what we're looking forward to in the network. So that's where we're going to be at that show. Thank you so much. Uh, Trevin, for giving us a, a buzz. Trevin Adams, great. Tonight, who's going to be the next Hall of Famer? It looks like it might be Scott Hall. We're out of time. Thank you. Monday Night Raw is now.